0: You're listening to the Tech Bytes podcast from the Packet Pushers. Today's show dives into the Aruba Fabric Composer. This is data center software that can automate the provisioning of your network underlay and overlay, plus other nifty features for orchestration, visibility, and troubleshooting. Aruba Networks is our sponsor, and our guest is Simon McCormick. He is Senior Manager for Product Management at Aruba. Simon, welcome to the podcast, and can you briefly get us acquainted with Fabric Composer and what it does?
1: Absolutely. Thanks, Drew. Yeah, Fabric Composer, this is orchestration, for Aruba switches, primarily focused on the data center environment. Now, why would anyone want this? If you if you're building data center topologies today, there's a lot of state of the art standards that you'll go through. And I'll use the terms uh, leaf spine, mm-hmm. underlay overlay, EVPNs. These are all technologies you have to build on your switches and configure. We can massively simplify this. So if mm-hmm. you're new and maybe an experienced customer, we can save you a ton of time, both on day zero configurations, but also day one and day two as you modify and work with this topology later.
2: And I think the key here is that you're not just simplifying the setup because the setup is important, making it easier to buy products and get them into the network. Like we used to be in a situation where it would take months to to go through the buying cycle and then the deploying cycle, if not years for some customers, you know, spanning tree and standards and blah, blah, blah. What we're talking about here is the ability to plug everything in, add the Aruba Fabric Composer. It automatically recognizes everything, reaches out and starts doing the composition of the the initial configurations. And then you start configuring VLANs and segments and, and it's all the BGP VPN and the VXLAN overlays and all that stuff. That's all just taken care of for you.
1: Yeah, we let me tell you a few customer stories. We've had customers that have said, "We're not ready for leaf spine yet. We're staying in a pure layer 2 environment." We've had customers say, "I'm I'm I haven't quite got EVPNs yet." So they haven't Mm. moved to it just because from their perspective, it's a little complicated. And there's a massive benefit to going to the full leaf spine EVPN Mm. overlay because you make your layer three and layer two connectivity so much easier down the road. So just making the best this fabric provisioned. So we have bite size workloads that you can, at your choice as a customer, use any of these bite size workloads. And these are UI driven which mm-hmm. sounds terrible to me. I don't want to use a UI to do it. Actually, this architecture we've built for this product is all fully API automated. So if you've got a API automation framework, we actually make it very easy for you to, to actually use these workloads. Right.
0: So does this mean there's special software running on the Aruba switches that's talking to some kind of controller or just software sitting off to the side? How, does it, how are the switches talking to Fabric Composer?
1: Yeah, Fabric Composer is essentially a, a VM can be a HA version with three VMs if you want. Fairly lightweight, easy install. Just run it on VMware in your management environment if you want. Fabric Composer will talk to the switches using the switches API. So the CX switches in Aruba, they have a standard public API. We use purely the public API, no backdoor configuration to this.
0: And this is already available on the Aruba switches. I don't have to put anything new special agent software on the switches. It's there.
1: Yep, it's been available for a few years, um, well documented, and it's there today. Essentially, you you could do everything that Fabric Composer does yourself with your Ansible scripts if you wanted to, if you could figure out all the API calls to do it. Because it's configuring EVPN at least spine is a little bit complicated. There's a lot of you need to tell me this port's connected to that port, this mm. address I'm going to use on this RPI configuration. Instead, Fabric Compose will actually detect the configurations. You'll input a little bit of data, give us an internal range of addresses. Mm. We will then provision that on the switches and talk using that standard API to the switches. It, It gets better. There's a best practice configuration for doing this on Aruba, you can Google it and you'll find it. And there's a, a guide which shows you all the CLI configurations. What Fabric Composer does is it actually builds that best practice configuration. So even if you're super experienced at doing this, this is just a quick way to get to that best practice configuration. When you look at the switches, you'll be able to see here's the CLI config that Fabric Composer's provisioned using the API.
2: So if I'm a, if I'm a CLI person and I want to, I'm not entirely happy with the SDN, The switches are still autonomous and I can still go in and CLI them and do whatever I need to do.
1: And that was a design decision to do that. So the answer is yes, that's exactly what it is. You can actually use Fabric Composer, provision this lease by an EVPN. When you're done with it, you can turn Fabric Composer off if you want and go back to doing manual CLI configurations. We don't think you want to do that, but just to get an idea.
2: Well, I was thinking about resellers. Maybe a reseller wants to use it as a fast deployment tool. Right. And if the customer says, well, I don't want that or whatever, you know, there are circumstances where this might actually be, because I've worked at resellers and I know some customers are strange. They might not, you know, whatever. They have ideas and, and things, but and the customer always wins, right? But I think the interesting yep. part here is that you're saying the switch is still the source of truth. The switch remains exactly. autonomous, can be modified, and Fabric Composer, the Aruba Fabric Composer can adapt to this. If I feel the need to override at the CLI, Fabric Composer will still use the source of truth that's in the network.
1: Exactly. Well put.
0: So you mentioned, uh, besides just being able to automate the creation of the underlay, you can do other things, sort of day two operations. Do you have examples?
1: Yeah. So we discovered very early in this product's uh, lifecycle, which we can talk maybe about at the end a bit, that the data center does not just consist of switches. There's these annoying racks of servers and storage in there as well, <laughs> which which it, essentially form the network as well, it's a virtual network, a physical network. It's really all one network to us. So we built into the product this uh, automation integration layer to work with third parties like VMware vCenter, Nutanix's Prism uh, and tools like that. The point is that there's servers and storage connected to these switches. If we, those servers and storage often have network requirements. They need some provisioning on the network team, nothing worse than having to call the network team to do it. So we've automated that. So if you do changes in vCenter, you will find the changes automatically happening on the Aruba network. If you opt into it, we don't force you to do any of this.
2: Right. So I should, presumably you're, what you're actually saying here, I think implicitly, is that if I need to configure VLANs, that's kind of like table stakes, MLAGs to servers, table stakes, and they all go into EVPNs, so they go into micro segments. The leaf spine does a layer three, but I still can still do my layer two just the way it does. So in effect... The Fabric Composer sets up a leaf spine network to look kind of like a legacy Layer 2 if you want to do
1: that. Yes. I mean, it's, right. it's both at the same time. So my classic yep. demo I do, I have a bit of Layer 2 and a bit of Layer 3 all in the same setup. And I right. use the workflows to bring it up. So then I can do just basic VLAN Layer 2 and then I've got more complicated Layer 3 all, all provisioned for me.
0: Uh, so you mentioned, uh, you know, provisioning from VMware. Are you saying from like a vSphere console or VMware admin, if they have the permissions from the network side, could set up a VLAN uh, and that will go through Fabric Composer to the switches?
1: Yeah, so the, the, the standard model is if you you provision a new port group or vSwitch or distributed vSwitch in vCenter, basically that's, you'll often apply some VLAN component there. The most basic model is Fabric Composer will recognize that that's happened. It will then determine if we know the location of that host because it learns from our LDP on the, on the wire where they are hosts. If it knows where it is, it will then apply that VLAN to the associated Aruba port.
2: That's kind of like an intent-based networking, but you haven't used the word intent here anywhere.
1: Yeah, I think, I think you know, there's many terms to describe this. Kind of model I often yeah. use it as saying that's the, the policy has been driven in that model through vcenter, but it's essentially intent yeah now we have we have a little a little uh, thing as well there that there's a there's a pl- we have a plug into vcenter as well yeah so right. the fabric composer UI actually completely sit within vcenter you mm-hmm. can give that vcenter operator a read-only account and he can basically see this operation happening to make sure you know he's doing his bit. he doesn't want to talk to the network guy he makes sure it happens.
2: I actually saw it more importantly that the networking guy doesn't want to talk to the vSphere guy.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: so give him a read-only view. Let him go and work out what he needs to know. So I'm off doing something else like configuring firewalls or load balances or doing public cloud or something, right?
1: Which is, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, honestly, yeah, got better many- use of my time. But. Better, much better use. Case. Yeah. And no one's yeah. taking any jobs away from them. That they need to be doing it. These are things that they shouldn't be doing because there's much more important things to do. actually we're often finding a lot of customers. These teams are actually in the data center. They are uh, synced together. These, uh, server storage, uh, networking teams more than ever before. Yeah, so this yeah, is, the, the, this is like gold to them to be able to have the products do it.
2: Yeah. And to share visibility into each other and to give read only, you know, and only intervene when it's needed. You mentioned before about the data model. We've seen quite a few vendors talk about the data model inside of their software. And one of the interesting parts is that once you've got the data model in a tool like Fabric Composer, now suddenly you've got visibility. And is that the same
1: here? Yeah, I mean, we because to do this, in order to do this VLAN MLAG type automation, you need to have a full topology model, essentially from virtual NIC on the VM, all the way to the physical uh, devices. So we build that for our own uses, but actually we've adopted that for pure visibility. We have a thing we call a network view and a host view, which basically Mm -hmm. shows within the ESX hosts, the virtual NIC and how that is connected throughout that virtual topology Mm -hmm. and onto the side of the Aruba physical switches. You just view that, topology connectivity is a right. huge troubleshooting tool right. for particularly for the vSphere admins who now knows that their hosts are connected correctly uh, and it's all spliced together.
0: Yeah, having a simple place where I can get that uh, virtual to physical topology view must be very useful when troubleshooting.
1: It's even better for NSX because we have a we have an NSX plugin as well if you've done NSXT. It starts to get a little bit convoluted when you're doing the the new NSX-T terms on top of a vCenter, and then you've got a physical network out there as well. These are just, when you go through those separate UIs, it starts, you know, you all just have to write down on a piece of paper to try and understand it. This (laughs) host view model we have completely simplifies that for NSXT as well.
2: And I think another part about this is going to be the documentation, because when you have a data model, it's actually reading all the configurations of the switches. And quite often... Redacting the configurations into meaningful information like VLANs, MLAGs, you know, it's got an asset database, it's got configuration rollbacks, and things like that.
1: I'm a bigger one into inventory databases. I know we always have, we'll often have a spreadsheet that has all our inventory and the spreadsheets always out of date. It doesn't quite have the right information. We essentially build a self-documented data. There's a table. The data that we show in the graphical form, it's in a table form as well. So you can actually look at the table, do regex searches and and sort it and actually get to get to essentially what's the latest inventory for my infrastructure.
2: Right, yeah. So, you, and you can, I, I would assume that the model also keeps some sort of rollback history and a history of changes. So if you need to go back and see what was the system was like a month ago or a week ago or something, you can do that as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, because of the things that a Fabric Composer are doing are all done by a, uh, an AFC admin account on the yeah. switches. So it's mm-hmm. actually all audited exactly what it's being done. You can compare with what a, an operator does. And and Aruba has tools that can do a lot of mm. diff analysis. There's a really cool demo where we do where we use the uh, Fabric Composer to deploy some configuration. Then you look at the diff tool, and you can see the CLI output changes, very powerful. You can actually roll it back with that tool as well if you decide you didn't like what Fabric Composer would do.
0: Yeah. Mm. So you mentioned VMware integration. Do you do anything with vSAN? If I've got storage uh, workloads, I need to plumb up.
1: Yeah, actually, uh, for VMware and for Nutanix, they both. Uh, you know, VMware with vSAN, obviously, there's there's basically a virtual storage layer. Then Nutanix has that built in to their. I don't. You can't do Nutanix without it. So they both have storage layers built in. You know, and the the standard best practice I've seen from these vendors is for that. Uh, communication, the storage communication, because it goes everywhere between the nodes, they sometimes build separate networks for it, mm-hmm. separate physical networks, which is super expensive. The, the key thing to know is both vSAN and Nutanix, their traffic, their storage traffic, is critical to the operation of this environment. So you <laughs> want to make sure that has the highest priority. Yeah, vSAN, we do a, breaks,
2: V-SAN breaks if the network's not, you know, assumed yeah. 100%. It just, it's not very tolerant of the network as such.
1: Exactly. So, you, so we do a simple little thing. We'll detect, with this integration, we'll detect vSAN or Nutanix CVMs. We'll detect the NICs they're provisioned on. So they get provisioned on a, a, a virtual and physical NIC on the host. Mm-hmm. For those ports that turn up, end up on the Aruba, we'll basically apply a QoS policy to it. So this is you've been able to do this QoS for 25, 30 years or something. I did it a long, long long time ago. But you could do that today manually. You can manually create this policy if you want, but there's 150,000 commands to do it. We'll just basically automatically do it for you.
2: (laughs) It's not not rocket science. It's like the thing is that you're going to spend days calculating all the NICs and the VNICs and then the IP addresses of the VSAN. You're going to go and create a policy. You're going to apply it. What you really want is just a piece of software to do what you just said the data that says the source of the vSAN is actually in the vSphere vSAN console, just why not just get some software to link all that data together and automatically generate the configs for you? Um, and as long as that's the only cost you're doing on the network, it really doesn't need to be anything else. Exactly. Um, one area I want to go on to, we, do, we talked earlier about sort of people could do all of this in Ansible, but it's in a one way of thinking about this is that a Ruby Fabric Composer is kind of doing it for you. Now, I'm a big fan of that. Um, I think most enterprises should definitely have Python and Ansible skills, but they should be operating on top of a tool like Fabric Composer. That is, Fabric Composer does the things that everybody does. Configures a switch, configures an eVPN. There's no value in using Ansible to configure that, but there's definite value in configuring Fabric Composer. Yes?
1: No? Yeah, I mean, Fabric Composer essentially presents to you a simplified Northbound interface that you can program to. Instead of on a on a switch, the switch has to expose everything because it's mm. basically the source of truth. Every single combination of every attribute is there on the switch. So it gets really complicated to program to. Mm. AFC, Fabric Composer, presents simplified northbound interface. So it becomes simple API calls from Ansible to Fabric Composer. Let us take care of the rest. I mean, I, I'm with you as well. That's, that's how everyone should do it, and that's how everyone should be programming with Ansible.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think there's definite value in Python, but I think it – You know why? If the vendors are going to produce these tools for you, and they know how to, you know, they're doing it for a thousand customers, it should or might make more sense for you to be able to buy a tool like this that does that, so that you can then focus on, say, integrating a help desk tool. Click a button, and it goes off and queries the AFC for information, and maybe it goes off and queries vSphere for some related information. You know, or Windows. Maybe you want to get a picture of the Windows server in the vSphere. With the network configuration and present that back to the help desk in a single, you know, click a button type thing. That's that to me is real value in the Ansible stuff, not in uh, configuring 250 lines of eVPN code in a switch. Yeah.
1: And, and the po- key point about that story is that Fabric Composer, we can give you this set of workflows, but the reality is every customer environment is customized a little bit that what works for them what is their service and and what are the things they need that's why they need some kind of API framework to be the master of their service you know for a for a modern type of data center
0: well, Simon, uh, we've run out of time. Uh, for folks who are intrigued by Aruba Fabric Composer and you want to find out more, you can either harass your resellers or surf over to arubanetworks.com and just search for Aruba Fabric Composer. We'll also have links in the show notes uh, to take you right there to Aruba, Aruba Fabric Composer. Uh, thank you, Simon, for joining us. And thanks, Aruba, for being a sponsor. And last but not least, thank you for being a listener. If you like the show, you can find this and many more fine, free, technical podcasts, along with our community blog. That's at PacketPushers.net. You can follow us on Twitter at PacketPushers. Find us on LinkedIn and rate us on Apple Podcasts. And last but not least, remember that too much networking would never be enough.